I would like to start by respectfully acknowledging the traditional owners of the land where we meet today, the Baratabana people. I would like to pay respects to the elders, past, present and emerging leaders. I would also like to extend that respect to other Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people with us today. Welcome to our special uncovered guest, Luana Walsh, Director of Baratabana Aboriginal Corporation, who represents the Baratabana people, the traditional owners of the land here in Moranbar and of the land on which many BHP sites operate. It is a privilege to have you join us today, Luana. How has your day been so far, Luana? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm great. So you've joined us today to talk about a really significant native title project agreement between Baratabana Aboriginal Corporation on behalf of the Baratabana people and BHP Mitsu Coal, which is BMC for South Walker Creek Mine. Firstly, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and all the amazing work that you do? Uh, I don't like to talk about myself too much, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, well, before I did, did uh, took on the role as chairperson previously, I was working at Big Pam's Mine as a, as a operator, heavy machinery operator. And that, that was good because it gave me that insight into the mine, you know. So when I came into this role, because I knew I was coming into this role, eventually I would have an insight into the mine and the inner workings. Mm, that is really important, isn't it, to get that perspective? It is. And it really helped us when we were in negotiations with BHP, BMC. Mm, and so what are the details of the agreement with BHP? I can't go into a lot of detail because it's it is a confidential agreement. I can, however, say that um, it's it has met all that we wanted. You know, it's it's going to go for thirty to forty years. So long after I'm gone, my grandchildren will be well looked after into the future. I can say that parts of the agreement there was um, education. You know, when I say education, I mean making, ensuring that our kids have, are being um, looked after for schooling and also scholarships for higher education, university. Um, employment, obviously, oh, employment is a big thing for our, for, for Baratabana, getting our people working, getting them jobs out here so that they can break that poverty cycle. Mm. We've also... Um, I suppose, you know, in the agreement itself, I can't say what sort of monies, but there was there was a substantial amount for compensation, you might as well say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else? Well, you've got contracts, so it's, it's, it's a very broad deal that was done, and it's a one-of-a-kind, one like everything. Everything you could think of that we should think of, the directors and myself, we, we were able to negotiate and get that which is great. So the official signing of the agreement took place on country at Bidgerley, where South Walker Creek Mine operates on October 25th, and you were there personally for that signing? Yes, I was, along with um, a number of elders from our community. And so what did that mean for the Baratabana community? Oh, it was, it's, like I said, it's a very historic and proud moment. Um taken into account that South Walker Creek Mine had been operating for well over 20 years and Baratabana had not received any benefits at all from that. We spoke about getting a museum done up here, a proper museum. Like a cultural centre? Um, not just cultural, it would be a, it would be one side cultural for about the history of Baratabana, 
one about the mining industry and the other side about the cattle history, you know. That's really cool. So the agreement promises to deliver intergenerational benefits for the Baratabana people, and I guess that's all part of that process, isn't it? Yeah. So these, like when they say benefits, it's, it's ongoing compensation monies, jobs, um, contracts. One of the main things that we want to get into is rehabilitation works with all the mines out here because the way we see it is that we were the ones that cleared the land for the mining to occur. We should be the ones to put it back to the way it should look and not just to meet government standards, but, you know, to meet our standards as well. And so would that involve working with environmental scientists on site? Yes, all that sort of stuff, yeah. So the museum, would that be here in Moranbah? I'd love it to be in Moranbah. Yeah. Along the Grosvenor would be nice. But if not, you know, there's always Little Mountain Dice, which are on our country as well. Yep. And did I read something about a learning centre and Nebo Training Centre? Yeah, so in, in, um, at Bidjaling, where we did the signing, we're going to, we're going to get that all done up. It'll be a cultural centre. Um, come down with your kids we're going to put it as part of the school curriculum as well for school kids to come down and do the walk around the lagoon there'll be lots of signage there about bush tucker foods what each plant and tree is so they know what you can and can't eat um what each tree was used for you know when made canoes and coolamons and the likes We'll also walk around the lagoon and see how our people lived, like mock ceremonial areas. Not just kids, it'll be for basically anyone, any companies at all that want to come down and and get some cultural awareness training on country and and get immersed in it really good. And also there's a fieldworks accommodation project here in Moranbah? Yeah, so that's that's the one down there now at Norman Street. We were going to get the kids out, not their kids, all them like my kids anyway. Those cultural heritage workers will be situated there in a keeping place and accommodated. Because as you know, well, I don't know if you know, but accommodation out here is very, very hard to get, especially with the upturn in the mines. So we wanted to get our own place where our workers can stay there. They're able to bring all the artefacts back to the complex and do their work and sorting out things because each artifact that they pick up it has to be recorded and longitude latitude so that come the day when that mine closes down we need to know where that where that artifact came from and put it back exactly where it came from mm. Mm. um down at nebo property we've we're actually developing a use camp down there for troubled youth and uh, you know basically you're trying to get the kids out of the city that are going through a lot of stuff and get them on country and show them that there is other pathways that they can take show them the support take them out on country to field trips to see culturally significant sites mine tours you know just try and make a difference if we can try and make a difference and change these kids lives around that's the goal because, you know, we do have a lot of resources out here 
and I'm sure a lot of companies would like to be involved with something like that. Yeah, and getting them away from those influences, isn't it? Just breaking yeah. that cycle. Yeah, yeah, trying to break that cycle and show them there's a different way, you know. So it just seems like there's so many aspects of this agreement. Do you truly believe BHP will deliver on these? Yes, I do. I believe they'll deliver, and it's in the contract. So you know. And so, are, was it um, difficult yeah. to prioritise some of these areas over others? Uh, it was difficult, but uh, you know, I guess the main two folks. Well, we've got the three focuses: the, the new camp the new Keeping Place camp in Moranbar, the Pink Lily Lagoon Bidgely, to get that done up so we can get uh, get these kids out and adults out to come and get the cultural immersion training. Um, and the property at Neba, that's the property at Neba for the youth camp, that's my biggest, um, that's like my pet project. I want to try and change this. I see, you know, you see about it, you hear about it in the cities and what's going on with, with kids these days. And I think that if we can get them out bush and get them back to what, you know, what we all know, it'll make a difference. I, I hope it makes a difference. There's so many opportunities and they just don't know about it. And they just need, I believe, these kids just need someone to believe in them. You believe in them and show them that, you know, you can just make a big difference. So I'm hoping that'll come to fruition probably by mid next year. Yep. And the goal is not just Baradabana kids. We'll start off with, yes, it will be just Baradabana, but we're hoping by, you know, two to three years, it'll be for all kids, regardless of race. And so what are you most excited about as part of this agreement? I guess... I'm just excited about the whole lot. You know, the three places that I spoke about, I'm excited about the jobs that are going to be there for our people. I'm excited about the contracts, and, and these contracts are important too because it gets us away. We start to have ownership. We, we start to live off of, become sustainable without worrying about being compensated and worrying about when's the next compensation money is coming to the bank. We actually start to own stuff, employ our own people, and um, yeah, and just become sustainable. That's that's that one there. That's my biggest one, and I'm excited the most about. I guess. Yeah, it sounds like you're really establishing that really strong partnership with BHP, and hopefully it'll go on, like you yeah. said, for the whole life of the mines. Mm. Yeah. Very exciting times with BHP are coming up, but you know they've always shown us respect and. And the negotiations, it was hard at times, but it was like negotiating with your friends, you know. They made it so easy in that sense and understood the understanding and listening to what we were wanting and what we were trying to achieve. Yeah, and so as an Indigenous youth or an Indigenous worker out there in the community and looking maybe for a change, what do you think this agreement will mean for them? Well, I think it'll mean a lot, you know. What you don't understand is that in this community now, there's probably about three three or four Bradabana kids living in this community. And two of and two of them, one's my daughter, the other three are belongs to the other director, Phil Fisher. We're the only ones that live on country, which is sad. So this deal 
we'll be able, you know, once we, we're able to build up those units, enticing people back with jobs, try and get people back to country. That's our biggest thing. Yeah, that's really cool. You should be really proud of yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like, I, I know people say that to me all the time, but I just feel like it's my responsibility. Like I was given this task to do and it's my responsibility that was given me from my old old people to get these things happening and make it happen for our, our next generations. So when I'm long gone, they looked after. And, and you know, it's like a stepping stone for them. Yep. Yeah. And what I think you've done really well is the way that you've worked with the Murrumbah community, building up NADOC Day events and, and having that NADOC week integrated with the school. Like, I think it's really, people are really proud of their, you know, Barada Barna in this town. Yeah, we, we have a lot to do with the school. We just finished um, with Murrumbah East. We're developing that book, storybook. And um, part of that storybook was in the back, you'll have QR codes where that story will come alive and that was within digital so that was really fun and interesting with the kids and the, you know it's always good to sit down with kids for a change and listen to their questions and what they want and you know and try to get them to understand because I'm always sitting with adults and it's always business 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 but when it comes to the kids yeah I love it because you can just see it in their faces, the excitement and all the different questions and they're you know, so inquisitive about this and that. I could finish off with saying that, you know, at the end of the day, what I hope to achieve is through all that we've done with this agreement, it, it combines a lot of things. And, you know, we need to get to a stage one day where we're all working and living together in harmony. You know, we've got so much arguments and carrying on outside there in the other world, but in more ways, it's like a different world here. And we're coming together now and living together in a good community-wise, you know, learning to live with each other and realising that we're not the bad guys, we're not trying to take away from anything from anyone. We just want to be recognised and, and live in harmony along with everybody else. Yep. And like you said, BHP's come on board and, and partnershiped with you and, and it's really coming to fruition, so that's just great. Yeah. Yeah. The other directors, the previous directors, they've seen some of the stuff that's happening there, like, yeah, they're over the moon with everything that's going on, you know. And do you think this could also be an example to other regions in Australia as well? Yeah, Definitely. Definitely. Like, nothing is going to be 100%, but, you know, if people outside of Moranbar could see the way that we all live here in harmony and respecting one another, and and that's what it comes down to, respecting one another's differences, not trying to force-feed force something down each other, you know? If they could see that, how good would the rest of the country be? That's why I won't ever leave probably Moranbar. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm really excited for our future. And I, I agree with you. I live in Moranbar and I think it's the best town to live in. I think if there was a beach, you'd never leave. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, well, thank you so much for talking to us today and, and sharing all that with us. I think it'll be, you know, an area to watch in the future and hopefully 
continue to talk to you as as the the agreements progress and more and more things come on board and we start seeing some of these developments happen. No, thank you for having me and and taking the time to listen. So thank you for listening to this episode of Uncovered. I think what I really took away from that conversation with Luana was the this partnership and I think if, if we can partner together as a community on supporting these priority community projects oh, it's only going to continue to be a great place to work and live into the future. If you've missed any episodes of Uncovered you can access those on SoundCloud. You can catch up on a range of previously covered topics including the coal market, road safety and vaccinations. Transcripts are also in the show notes so I will speak to you all next month for what is likely to be our last podcast for 2020. 